0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, and welcome to our daily scripture reflection. It is Monday of the first week of Lent. And I hope your Lenten journey has gotten off to a good start. Even if it hasn't, today's a new start. Every day, I put a social media post up just yesterday quoting from Lamentations chapter 3. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed each morning. No matter what has happened in your life, no matter what devastation is going on around you, the Lord is real today. And His renewal and His refreshment and His ability to let us rise up and start again are as real this morning as the resurrection of Jesus Christ from that tomb. Lent is meant to deepen our conviction about this. This is what repentance is all about. Starting anew, afresh, in the spirit of the living God. It's not about uh, taking a guilt trip or or having low self-esteem or wallowing in the mistakes of the past. Repentance means new life. So I hope your Lenten journey has gotten off to a good start. We're going to look at the readings today. I want to do both the uh, first reading uh, and the Gospel. We'll pray the psalm in between. Uh, Very powerful readings, especially for our commitment to uh, life. But, you know, actually you could say that every day about all the readings. The Scripture is about life. Every word, every verse, every chapter from beginning to end, it's about life. God giving us life, us standing up for life, us giving life. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, bless your people. Bless those gathered with us right now from clear across this country and all around this world. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have to come together and worship you and hear your word, your life-giving word. Thank you, Lord. Secondly, Lord, we we pray in repentance for our sins. Forgive us. Strengthen us. Help us to rise up. Help us to start anew. And thirdly, Lord, we intercede as we we pray together here. We leave our prayer intentions. We let each other know how we can pray for each other. Or we hold our intentions in the privacy of our hearts. Lord, we lift each other up. Our families, our friends our activities, our joys, our sorrows, our accomplishments, our hopes, our plans. We lift everything up to You because everything comes from You, belongs to You, and is meant to go back glorifying You. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole assembly of the children of Israel and tell them, Be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not steal. You shall not lie or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, thus profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud or rob your neighbor. You shall not withhold overnight the wages of your day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind. But you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment. Show neither partiality to the weak nor deference to the mighty, but judge your fellow men justly. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin, nor shall you stand idly by when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am the Lord. You shall not bear hatred for your brother in your heart. Though you may have to reprove him, do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against your fellow countrymen. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Let's pray this responsorial psalm. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Let the words of my mouth and the thought of my heart find favor before you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The Gospel assigned for today is from Matthew 25. Let us listen to this parable. Jesus said to His disciples, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him. He will sit upon His glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before Him. And He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the King will say to those on His right, Come, you who are blessed by My Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger, and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill, or in prison, and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal punishment. That's a powerful passage from Matthew 25 talking about the last judgment, the general judgment. We will all be judged individually when we die. We stand before the throne of Christ. But then at the end, when He comes back, there will be the general judgment, public, everybody gathered before Him, and the eternal division, the separation. As we've often described, God is the great divider. At the beginning, He divides light from darkness. The prophets divide righteousness from sin. At the end, He divides the sheep from the goats. And brothers and sisters, I want to focus in on one fundamental truth of this reading. Whatsoever you did to the least of these, you did to me. Now, not to get too deeply into this distinction, but there are... Two ways of seeing this. In in, in Jesus talks about his brothers and sisters. There is the body of Christ. There are those who are baptized and those who are therefore representing him. And then there is all humanity. I want to not make too much of the distinction here because God has created everyone, has made us his own, has suffered and died so that all, as Paul says to Timothy, may come to know the truth and be saved as long as they do not reject it. So, whatsoever you do to the least of these, one can read this even in terms of those that Jesus sends to preach the gospel and they're representing him and the way we treat them, we treat him, And those who listen to them, listen to him, and so forth. But we can take this in the broadest way To say anything we do to our neighbor in need or fail to do to him or her, we fail to do to the Lord. Now in the first reading he says you are to love your neighbor as yourself. That just doesn't mean love your neighbor to the same extent that you love yourself. But love your neighbor as a person like yourself. See in your neighbor the same human dignity that you yourself possess. The same human person that you yourself are. Don't lose sight of that because of any differences that the other person might have from you. They might be more dependent. They might be smaller, weaker. They might not have as much. There might be a different ethnicity, a different nationality, different skin color, different language, different social status. Don't let any of those differences fool you, this command is telling us. Love your neighbor as a person just like you. Love your neighbor as an equal. You know, God Himself, it would seem, follows that command. He loves us with the intensity with which He loves Himself. And He loves us as part of Himself. Not that we lose the distinction between a creature and the Creator. No, we are not absorbed in divinity in such a way that we become God. But it's close to that. We share the divine nature. See how carefully we have to speak about this. Because on the one hand, we don't want to devolve into some kind of pantheistic religion where, you know, we all get kind of absorbed and it's all just one God, everything is God. No, there's a big distinction between God and what God has created, between the Lord and the creature who is a humble servant of the Lord. But, having said that, you know, understanding theology is always this balancing act between two extremes. Understanding virtue is always a balancing act between two extremes. But having understood that, We are raised up to share the divine nature. And so God looks at us and He says, I'm going to love you so intensely that I'm going to marry you. Isaiah says, your your maker has become your husband. I'm going to marry you. How is it that Jesus can say here, whatsoever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters you did to me. And as I mentioned already, looking at that in the large scope of of our humanity, every, every human being is a reflection of the image of God. Who are the least? Obviously, the youngest, the smallest, the most dependent, the most frail, and the most legally deprived of protection, the unborn. The children in the womb are the least. Whatsoever you do or fail to do to them, you do or fail to do to me. God loves us as he loves himself, and we are to love one another as we love him. All of this is integrated. I want to explore a little bit more deeply why Jesus says, whatever you do to them, you do to me. And I want to do this by quoting several other New Testament passages that show the oneness of between Christ and his people, Christ and those he created. Colossians chapter 1, Paul writes to the Colossians, all things were created through him, Christ, and all were created for him. He is before all else that is, and in him everything continues in being. That's what Colossians Chapter 1 says, as Paul writes to them, in Him, in Christ, everything continues in being. Or some translations say everything holds together in Jesus Christ. Well, therefore, of course, whatever you do to the least, you do to Him. Again, not losing the distinction between Creator and creation, but all things continue to exist in Him. If God stopped thinking about you for one second, you would stop existing. Some people will wonder, oh, does God have time to think of, of me? Well, in a sense, He doesn't have time to think of anything else. He thinking, he's thinking of you as if you were the only person. He's thinking of everybody, but He's infinite. So everybody gets an infinite amount of His attention. Think about that. Everybody gets an infinite amount of God's attention. Because if you do, what's infinity divided by two? It's still infinity. What's infinity divided by a. a, a, a Six billion people, seven, eight, nine billion people. What's infinity divided by that? Still infinity. You have an infinite amount of God's attention right now. Of course, whatever you do to someone else, you do to him. Of course. Acts 17, Paul is preaching at the Areopagus. In him, he says... We live and move and have our being in Him. That's why when you see another person, you can say you see God. Not yet face-to-face. We'll see Him face-to-face only in heaven. But you see another person, you see God. You see another person, you see Christ. And this is analogous to what Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. I say analogous, not exactly the same. But we are the image of God, are we not? We reflect Christ. We carry around, as Paul says to the Corinthians, the aroma of Jesus, a sweet-smelling aroma of salvation. John 15. John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and you are the branches. Of course, whatsoever you do to the least, you do to him, because you're a branch on the living vine. The same life is yours, as is Christ's. It's the same life in that vine, bearing fruit. 1 Peter chapter 2, another image, the temple. You too are living stones being built into a spiritual house. Of course, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. You destroy one of the stones, you're destroying the temple. A little bit at a time. You care for that stone, you build up that stone, you strengthen that stone, you strengthen the living temple who is Christ. Whatsoever you do to the least, you do to me. 1 Corinthians 12. One of the most most well-known images of this relationship between Christ and His people. You are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Somebody cuts off my finger. They hurt me. Somebody steps on my toe They're hurting me, the body, one intricate, unified organism. So it is with us in Christ. He is the head. We are the members. Someone steps on your toe, your mouth does something. Your tongue says something, right? Your brain has a reaction. What happens to one of the members affects the head and vice versa. Whatsoever you do to the least of these, you do to me. 2 Corinthians 13, one of my favorite verses. Are you not aware that Jesus Christ is in you? Somebody serves you, they serve Christ. Somebody insults you, they insult Christ. Somebody harms your reputation. Look at these powerful words in the first reading. Do not... Spread slander among your kin. Judge your fellow men justly. Oh boy, how we sin against this. Are people judging you justly? When they hear a story about you, are they giving you the benefit of the doubt? Or are they jumping to conclusions that they know absolutely nothing about and thinking the worst of you? Do they want you to think the worst of them? Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. you, want, you want, do they want you giving the worst interpretation to their actions? Or the best? Which one is the way of love and which one is the way of sin? Whatever you do to the least you do to me, are you not aware that Jesus Christ is in you? And then, of course, final passage I want to reference here is Ephesians chapter 5. He goes back to Genesis and talks about God's institution of marriage A man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, sacramentum. This is why marriage is a sacrament. He says it applies, it refers to Christ and the church. Mysterium, sacramentum, a great mystery. Something bigger than what it is in itself. Man and woman love Marriage, intimacy, physical union, fruitfulness in new life is bigger than what it is. It's Christ and the church. The two shall become one. Think of that in reference to Matthew 25. Why did he say whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers and sisters you do to me? Because the two shall become one. This is a marriage between Christ and his church. The two shall become one. And that's where in a particular way I bring your attention to the first reading there in Leviticus. Nor shall you stand by idly when your neighbor's life is at stake. Our neighbor's lives are at stake in many ways. But no way more frequent in our world than abortion. There's a child scheduled to be aborted today. Who is that child? Just somebody else's child, somebody else's problem, somebody else's choice? Or is that child your responsibility? Oh, it's not my responsibility, it's not my child. Wait a second. The Word of God says, You shall not stand by idly when your neighbor's life is at stake. You shall not stand by idly. You shall not stand by in silence. You shall not stand by and let your neighbor's life be taken as if it's none of your business. This is what the other side is always saying, is none of your business. Mind your own business. When we intervene to save that life, we are minding our business. Because you shall not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is at stake. Whatsoever you do or fail to do to the least, you do to me, you fail to do to me. It is Christ Jesus in the womb. It is Christ Jesus being dismembered by every abortion. It is Christ being torn apart by those forceps of the abortionist. It is Christ. This is why it's so ins- particularly insulting. Every abortion is an insult to all of us because it's saying our human nature is garbage. But it's particularly offensive, and hopefully you saw the, the post I put on my social media. Make sure you're connected with me at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. I put a post, and I'll be putting more up of Curtis Boyd, Third trimester abortionist from New Mexico. Fortunately, now he's retired, although he's unrepentant. But he talks about killing these babies in the third trimester. And then he says, I'm an ordained minister. (laughs) You think just being an ordained minister means you're on the right track? I'm an ordained minister, he says. I do this out of compassion. I do this out of service. No... Curtis, you do it out of sickness. You do it out of sin. You claim to be a minister of Christ. You're dismembering Christ. You're putting poison into the body of Christ. You're discarding Christ. Repent before you get to the judgment because... That's going to be quite an astonishing surprise when the Christ whom you aborted tells you so. Brothers and sisters, we, uh, we've heard from Leviticus, I am the Lord. When the Lord gives us the commands, do not steal, don't slander somebody's reputation, don't stand idly by when someone's life is at stake. In the midst of all these commands, very specific commands, he says, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. He's not just saying, I'm telling you to do this, do so because I told you. He's saying something way deeper than that. He's foreshadowing the marriage between him and his people. Isaiah, your maker has become your husband. Paul to the Ephesians, the two shall become one flesh. This is about Christ and the church. When he says, I am the Lord, you shall not steal, you shall respect life, you shall be honest, you shall be fair in the way you talk about people. He's saying, you are to be that way because I am that way. You see what he's saying when he says, I am the Lord. In other words, I am truth, therefore you who are married to me who are part of my body, who are a branch on the living vine, who are a living stone in the spiritual temple, therefore you are truthful. Because you're united with me, who am the truth. Of course you're you're, you're, you're pro-life. Because you're a branch on the living vine who is life. A member of the body of Christ who is life. Let us pray. Lord, we are in awe of the the meaning of love. That we are so united that it's even beyond words. That we are so united with you and with one another that whatever we do to somebody, we do to you. Lord, help us today to more deeply than ever appreciate the meaning of those words and more faithfully than ever live them out. And as we pray, We lift up to you again, Lord, all the intentions of all your people, especially those who are viewing and praying with us right now. Give health where there is sickness. Give consolation where there is sorrow. And give us the wisdom to glorify you whenever there is victory and success. Lord, bless our political leaders and bless the candidates. Bless President Trump and his team and his family and his his workers who are striving once again to make sure that he has the opportunity to make America great again together with all of us. Lord bless all those who are intending to run for public office at every level of government. Give them wisdom and humility and give them a respect for your law and an understanding that what they do to others they do to you And that means also in reference to protecting the unborn. Give eternal rest, Lord, to all those who have died. And may they share the glory of that risen life. We bring all our prayers and praises together. And we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining this scripture reflection with me. Uh, Please spread the word about these broadcasts. You can help expand our online audience. Make sure you're subscribed and following and, and connected on all the social media platforms. FR Frank Pavone is my address. And let me remind you again please support this ministry. You know, our support has gone up ever since uh, I've been, um, you know, obviously persecuted uh, by some within the church. Your support for us has increased. I ask you to help it continue to increase. ProlifeGift.org, you can donate to us this work relies completely on you. ProLifeGift.org. Please send a donation today, especially as we fight against our enemies who, um, who want to stop this work. It's as simple as that. People are wondering, oh, how come this happened to you? How come this happened to you? It's all summed up in one sentence. They want to stop this work. You and I are not going to let them. Support us at ProLifeGift.org. And thank you. We will talk to you again tomorrow.